Good morning, everybody. So this morning I walked into the church and it was about 52 degrees in here. And uh, like all the heaters were blown out. I'm like going, hey, welcome back. This is great. And uh, then I heard him giving this announcement and I think we have done something wrong. We're having a men's chili cook-off on a Saturday night before church the next morning. I don't know if you put that together, but uh, we're just going to have to be strong in relationship next week and, and uh, take a lot of Pepto-Bismol uh, for, for those of you who are inclined that way. But uh, it should be a great time together. Uh, one of the things that we're going to be getting back to strongly is these relational opportunities. These times to get together and be real together and have fun together. And uh, this is another one of these times. So if you're not doing anything substantial on Saturday night and you're a guy, come on out. If you haven't got to know somebody, come on out, you know, and, and get, to, get to feel for that. Now, I have the uh, not so fun and illustrious thing to just speak on uh, what has, has been some difficult news, but I think God's been a hand in it. Uh, if you're a, a part of our family and you got the email, you realize that Pastor Todd is going to be going back to the school system and, and education starting December 9th. And uh, just want to give you a little background and understanding of really where that all sort of came from. The first thing I want you to know is that we are still great friends. And, and we have not, there is not any, as I stand before God, behind the scenes drama. Because I have been in churches where when something goes out like that, everyone tries to do, you know, if, there's a, if there is an interpersonal relationship, you try to cover it over and act like everything is good and, and message it right, right? And, and I want you to know it has nothing to do with our relationship or any of the relationship with the elders or any of the relationship with Donna. I mean, uh, Donna, you know, uh, she cried tears of joy when she heard. I mean, tears. No, it was just, no. But uh, the, the fact is, um, you know, we just can't substantiate a, a growth in his, of caring for his family with just a, with where we are with giving and everything. And that's just not, that's not a, a, a downplay thing. It's just a fact. And so it was, we, we talked about some changes a couple months ago, and just like that, the school system called him up and said, we want you. And it was way faster than he wanted, way faster than he wanted, or really we wanted. And, and, but God's hand has been in it, and going through the Sermon on the Mount has, has created a peace in me that I've never had before in my life, just never had, never had before. If this had happened last year, I'd have been a shipwreck. I'd have wanted to get bit after the shipwreck by the snake and just die by the fire. But I see God's hand in these things. I see what God is doing. And, I, and, and the older I've gotten, the more I trust him. And so I am thankful for that. I'm thankful for relationship. And we have, we have uh, worked on, he has developed so many great processes for us that we're to continue to manage and negotiate, and he is still gonna be on the elder board, and he is still gonna be head of the executive board of our church. So he's still gonna be around, uh, just not in a staff sort of situation. So I just wanted to make sure you all understood that, and it was clear, and as always, if there's any question, please ask us. And, and, and just uh, let's just pray as we go into the word. Lord, thank you for the Sermon on the Mount. Lord, I thank you for... Uh, what you've been doing in others' lives, my own life, 
God, I've just been so good to hear. Lord, for those who have not been touched by it, Father, I pray that they would put their hands up and give up or open their hands up and let go of whatever precious thing that they're afraid to lose. God, I am more convinced that your way is easy. Your burden is light if we do it your way. Not Eric's way, not insert your name way, not Amway, but God, your way. We love you and we just pray, Lord, for continual change in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So this, <laughs> almost sounded like you said amen. Did you? <laughs> Max, you're all right, buddy. Uh, so um, open your Bibles if you haven't already to Matthew uh, chapter 7, verse 1. And we're going to be talking about something that we are all guilty of. It's exciting, right? We're going to be talking some, about something we are all guilty of. What did you say? All right. Judging. There's not a soul in here that doesn't do it. There's some of us that are more gifted than others or more outspoken than others. But all of us have had or have developed or are working on or in some way process of dealing with a critical spirit when it comes to other people. Now, if you want to just say, you know, maybe that's you, I, I'm just going to put my hand up. I am free to say that's me. I, I had a saying when, when I was in high school, when I, you know, I've told many of y'all my story before, but there are a lot of things that happened through school and everything. When I, when I got out of high school and I started and I went to Liberty, I was like, no one is ever going to pick on me again. No one is ever going to tell me what to do again. And God gave me a gift of discernment, but I didn't know how to use it. And so I would look all around and frankly, just welcome it. I, I look all around and I see dysfunction all in the room. We all have dysfunction. Yes or no? We've all got something there, right? And so I look in the mirror and what do I see? Dysfunction. But I'm not discouraged by that anymore. I'm not discouraged. And it's weird to say it. I used to think people were a little wacky. My burden is light. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, when, when things happen at me at, a, at another church and things happen with me with family stuff and all this stuff, I'm like, this burden is not light. And so what I kept doing is filling my proverbial rucksack up and carrying more and more weight and just gutting it through. And I found that the older you get, the gutting it through doesn't work as well. The pack gets heavier and, and the, the stuff we don't deal with directly gets heavier. And so we talked about a lot of things, and here's my hope for you. If any of you have felt condemned by any of these messages, you are hearing the wrong message. These are messages of hope. The Sermon on the Mount is messages of hope. Now, so I'm going to seemingly contradict myself, but I'm not. We're called to be righteous, right? We're called to have a righteousness of God. Now, 
we know, if you know anything about theology, that we have an imputed righteousness, a righteousness that only comes from God, that knows I stand before God, so I am. But there's another side of righteousness that's by what I know to do and doing it is righteous. You know, the fervent prayer of a righteous man, what? Availeth much. We're called to be righteous. Man, okay, so you see that there, right? We're called to be salt and light. And we talked about that. It's not our light. If you're trying to light a candle and it's your own flame burning, it's going to die. If you're trying to be salt that hasn't been filtered of, of, of its impurities, it's not going to be effective. It's not going to be helpful. And so, man, it's like, man, I'm called to be salt and light. Whoa, I'm not so good at that. Then, then it's like we're, we talked about anger, and this was a big one for me. Anger, anger that leads to contempt. The damage that can be done by just someone staring at you because they don't like you or they're judging you wrong. And if you've been in a home that you grew up in that, it affects you. It affects you deeply. And so some people just bury it in their rucksack and carry it on and just go, I'm just going to have to suck it up and, and deal with it because I'm a, I've got my big boy shoes on. But until you navigate your anger, you're not going to see the kingdom of God in its fullest. And so there's, there's one for you. Lust and adultery. You know, um, you know there's, there's, there's a lot of that going on. And Jesus took it deeper. He said, lust is, is like committing adultery. To look on someone else is committing adultery. So this past week uh, at Chesapeake College, someone came, a group of church people, a group of Christians came and parked in the parking lot and held their signs up and told the student that they were going to go to hell and called people uh, fornicators and all that stuff. And, and I, just, I, I just told somebody very close to me, I said, that's good I wasn't there. It's probably really a blessing that I wasn't there. Because in my heart, I'd have had to check my heart for anger, right? But there'd be a righteous anger. My heart is, so you're saying these people are going to go to hell for being this, so you're not a murderer? You're not an adulterer? You, you, everything you say is yes and yes and no is no? You know, and you have the audacity to stand on a sidewalk and create judgment? You know, and so we live in this conflicted world when you got some crazy people out there and, who do on this far right thing, and then you got the, the far left who doesn't believe in anything. Anything they believe in, you, you don't really know because it's like nailing jello to a wall, it just sort of falls down. You can't, you don't know where they stand. And so, you know, we deal with that. And then is your yes, yes, and is your no, no? There's no such thing as a white lie. Have you ever caught yourself lying lately? I have. I've bent the truth. And I'm like, man, it's just so easy. I wasn't even trying to cover for myself. I just was sort of like, and I'm like going, there it is. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Do you go the extra mile when your enemy asks something for you? 
Is it like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to do this as unto the Lord, and you know you asked for this, so I'm going to do more. I'm going to go for it. Do you have love for your enemies? Do you pray for them? Feeling judged right now? Do you give to the needy? Are you willing to give? Are you willing to give out of your pie? Are you eager to serve in that way? This is all from the Sermon on the Mount. This is not like I'm throwing this here. This is like an overview. Are you prayerful about these things? Do you take it to the Lord in prayer? Are you eager to it? Do you fast and pray? Do you make it a regular thing to, to seek God out in fasting and prayer whenever, however way you want to do it? Where are your treasures? Have you analyzed that and going, what's important to me? Is that kingdom stuff or is it me? That where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right? Anyone get 100% on this that you're doing good? Just stand up and come take my seat because I'm going to sit down. Are you anxious? Are you, are you triggered by anxiety and stuff that's not right that you can't control? Jesus has promised us that there is freedom from those things. And taken as a whole, I give up. Right? If I look at all that and I try to address it, I'm done. I'm just like, the anxiety creeps in, right? The want to control that creeps in. I'm like, I can't control it all, so what do you do? You give up. Sort of the natural tendency of man. But the Bible, Jesus goes into this portion that challenges us not to judge. So if you have your Bibles, uh, Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. Judge not that you be not judged. So I want to, to give you a definition of judging. What does this mean? It means that you have a harsh or adverse um, verdicts for your fellow brother or sister in Christ. That your propensity is harshness and assuming the worst. That you just think that you're going, you're, you are the Holy Spirit and you see complete truth and you render the verdict. It does not say that we are not allowed to be lovingly critical and have a critical thinking that God has given us, i.e. our discernment. It does not say if something is wrong that we don't necessarily address it. But let me just give you a, a difference. So Austin's over here, you know, and I'm gonna pick on Austin, Pastor Austin, right? He's sitting up here. And let's say that, um, you know, he does something that maybe, and this has happened before both ways, that maybe I don't agree with or I don't think is done the best of ways. And my thing is, man, there he goes. That's wrong. I know y'all have done this before, not necessarily with him, but with other people, right? You identify it, and it's almost like if that were me, I wouldn't have done it like that. You know, if you're married, God bless you. 
you see your spouse and they do something. And the term opposites attract is God truth. Somehow as God was birthed in there that you see them do something and you lose your mind internally. No? Again, the seat's open. Come on, sit up here, right? And, and, and you go, and you're quick to judge. Children, dear Lord, children, if you don't have them yet, and if you've been a part of it, you might know what I'm talking about. It's so easy to forget how jacked up you were when you were a kid. Got uncomfortably quiet there. But don't we do it? They, they do something we don't agree with, and internally we're judging them, right? We're critical spirit. Oh, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it like that, and you should do it like this. And back when I was young, you know, I don't ever say that anymore. It's back when I was young, I don't act half as good as my kids do in some ways. But the Bible says judge not. Doesn't mean if we're in a relationship and we're in a tight relationship that you do something wrong that I don't come to you in love and challenge you with it. And if you're my friend, I've done that. You're my t- close d- discipleship level people. I'll do that. But he's talking about something where we're just a critical spirit. Critical spirit. You see it on the news. You read it in the news. If you, I, I pretty much read apps now different news stations and I know the bents are coming from and I read it and I just hear critical, 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 critical. Have you read that? Do you watch the news? Some of you, how many have given up watching the news? I'm just curious. Are you honest enough to say? Oh, I, don't bl- I don't blame you. Because sometimes I read that stuff and I get all jacked up and I think I want to hurt somebody. But that's not the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of the flesh and it's the kingdom of the enemy. So he says that we're, we're called to judge not lest we be judged. Verse 2. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. To be quick to call others into account. If you're quick to call someone to account, I've been here, I'm, I'm going to make y'all real uncomfortable. If you're quick to call other people into account, she's out, she's like, I've had enough, this guy's... If you're quick... You're inviting God to be quick to hold you to account. Just think about that. If you're quick to judge, you're offering, saying, God, let, have at it with my life because I'm good. If your critical spirit is such that everything you're doing is you're negative about and you're questioning and you're the anti of everything, then you're inviting God's judgment on you and God's judgment comes in mysterious ways and in different ways for each of us. 
I think some of us have anger issues because we have not resolved to do things God's way. I think some of us have anxiety issues because we have not resolved to do things God's way. I think these things have happened also because we've been prayerless. And so what do we resort to? We go to the easy thing, to be the legalistic people. We might not be the people at Chesapeake College sitting on the sideline telling people they're going to go to hell, but our anger and contempt and judgmentalness is pretty much saying the same thing to a dying world. When we're called to be agents of hope, agents of light, yes, there's time to speak truth. I'm not saying that, but how we do it is incredibly important. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, you will be measured to. I do not want to be those people at Chesapeake College when God deals, train and pray for them, and I have. What is forbidden here? It's judgment with the readiness to find fault. I had, I had to realize that my whole life has made me look for things that are wrong. You have to look at some of y'all's history. For one, I grew up in a home, not with my dad, but with my mom and stepmom, where everything was critiqued and everything was found wrong, and so you, you develop an eye for that. Huh? Stepdad. I'm sorry, what did I say? I'm yeah, uh, my mom and stepdad, yes. Thanks, Don. I knew something was up. Then I go into the military, and it's all about, and I did a lot of honor guard stuff, and, and it's all about organizing your uniform, and it's about looking for what's wrong. You inspect troops looking for what's wrong. You drill looking for what's wrong to make it right. Then I go to UPS, and it's all about time. And doing things right. And now I'm in safety compliance where it's looking for everything that's wrong. So when I watch you, if you bend over and grab a kid and you're not bending at your knees, inside I'm critiquing what you're doing. How weird is that? If, if I go around in, in different businesses, I'm looking to see whether or not their lights on their exit signs are right or the arrow punch out is out because it has to be in compliance. So you look at that and, and imagine being raised with me. And I had to let God work on me and it's been, a, it's been time where I had to go around and work on being less critical less judgmental, and it goes further, obviously. It goes to people who, some of you, many of you are in this room and have probably been at the other end of maybe just a look. I don't want to have those anymore. I'm tired of it. Because those looks... Those looks are damaging. You ever watched The Muppet Show? Who's my age or around about? Remember The Muppet Show? It's classic, right? My favorite characters, the two old guys on top of the, on the stage. 
I could, I should, like, I get a little older. If I, if I, if I didn't change my trajectory, I would win the audition for that role. Because I am good at making fun of stuff and finding wrong things. Hey, look at you down there. Think you're being a good Christian, huh? Hey, you know, I can do that. And I'm making light of it, but we do it when we walk around and sometimes we think we're containing it, but we're actually dealing it out by our looks. We look at people or we treat them differently because we've already made a judgment about them without necessarily addressing what really is causing this person to deal in this way. It was, uh, it was really cool to have a conversation with my son because he's been doing a lot of training and he's ran into some odd characters in the military. And if you've been in the military or anything, actually you've been working anywhere, you've seen odd characters. And one of these people, he talked to me about and he said, yeah, he said, Dad, what I finally had to do is realize that that guy has gone through some stuff and he hasn't dealt with it yet. And I, you know, I can't change him, so I'm just going to treat him as good as I can. That wasn't me at 24. Me at 24 was the, the two guys on the stage, you know, up on the altar. Hey, what are you doing? And I'm going to call out all your little stuff because I can. The tongue is a fire. And in our relationships with our spouses, in our relationship with our kids, in our relationship with those we work in, our tongue and our judgment does more damage than I think we can ever imagine. And so if we are going to be critical with somebody, like I say, let's say Austin sees me and something's going on in my life, here is a a simple way to judge effectively. Because you do know, right, that we are called to judge one another. Do you know that? Do I need to explain that? I think I do. I have listened to TV time and time again where they will be interviewing a Christian and they will try to make them look like an idiot and I always hear, well, judge not lest you be not judged. And my eyes rolling back of my head and I, I go, I mean, I just like lose my mind for a brief moment. Because that is taking a piece of scripture out of context. Judging other people means judging people I have nothing to do with. Judging people who aren't Christians. I do not expect Christians, I don't care who it is, whether it's a senator, a congressman, a whoever, to act like a Christian if they're not. And by your fruit, you will know them. So what does that mean? I can't expect a non-believer, if I go out on the streets, or if you come up to me in church and say, hey, Eric, I'm not a believer, I'm going to go, okay, that's cool. Let's talk about it. Let's chat. Let's see where you are. Let's, let's walk through the gospel together. And, and you might go, uh, you know, but that's fine with me because 1 Corinthians 5 gives it real clear to me that I'm not called to judge them. 
If you're here for three weeks and I come up to you, imagine this, and we have zero relationship and I jump into your stuff, how effective is that gonna be? Probably not very effective. However, in our relational context, whether it's spouses or, or children who have grown older or uh, people in our life groups or people in our learning groups, that we get together and we see something that is not quite right, we go and we're not like going, but it's like, hey, brother, hey, sister, I, I just think so much of the world of you and I have seen you grow so much, but there's just one area thing I have concern for. That we are called to do. We do it as spouses if it's done in the right way, and that's very tricky. <laughs> you, know, you know it is. We have to do it with our kids or we fail to raise them. I've had to challenge every one of my children. We have to do it in Christian relationship or we fail to grow a healthy church. We just get satisfied with being complacent is good and this is just what I'm called to be and that's cool and we never live in the kingdom. If we don't live in the kingdom, we're not being effective. We're not being salt and light. Jesus has promised us in the Sermon on the Mount that we're called to be effective in the kingdom. Verse three, why do you see the speck in your brother's eye but do not notice a log that is in your own eyes? Oops, I turned the wrong one, didn't I? We are experts in finding fault in others. I'm an expert. But I can be myopic about my own problems. I tend to gloss over my own stuff. I justify my own sin. Anyone else in here relate to me just a little bit? It takes other people to go, Eric, you were a bit callous with that comment. Eric, you might need to redress how you looked at this. Eric, your attitude in this wasn't the best in order for me to adjust and become more Christ-like. So what do we want in this? If you look at this, do not judge, and you come out with a negative thing on this, it's not that. Seek judgment from people that love you. Seek godly counsel that is gonna critique who you are in Christ to make you a better person. As iron sharpeneth iron, so one man sharpens another. One man with men, women with women, we sharpen one another. That's the kind of judgment we need to be about, not the kind we're on a sidewalk or on the Muppet Show, we're up on a balcony jeering at each other. Church, this is who we're called to be. And in the end there, it talks about giving pearls to the swine. I just want to give one more challenge, and I'm going to close. If you are engaging someone with the gospel, you're, you just love them and you just want to share Jesus with them, and hostility grows, and they don't, they don't want to know, and they get angry, step back. Chill. Don't be angry Christian monger. 
It says if people want to take of it, then give it to them. Jesus said to when he sent them out two by two, go to the house. If they welcome you in, go in. If they don't, go to the next house. If you have tried to communicate with someone about the gospel and they are getting angry, it is not the right time and you need to step back and move on and reinsert yourself later. This is how we're to engage. Not to judge out of a critical spirit, to judge out of a loving spirit that lines up with the gospel and what Jesus said, to live by the kingdom and to move on if we judge, if we bring someone, we bring gospel to someone, they reject it, we just move on. It sounds simple. It's not. But the moment, last thought, the moment you begin to judge, remember all those signs I put up? Go through them and grade yourself. If you're an A at everyone, I say go for it. Got that one pegged? Got that one pegged? Got that one pegged? You go, you know what I mean. You go through all that and you've got it together? You're Jesus. And unless you're Jesus, you don't need to be hurling critiques or criticism at anyone else because you have enough problems of your own. Let's just stand as we come. So as the team comes up here, I just want to, I want you to think about this. Is there an area of my life that I am being overtly critical in? Just one. Just one. Say, Lord, I want to deal with that this morning. I want you to deal with that with me, and I want to come to the communion table to come to you for power in that. Jesus has promised that you can do this. I, I never thought I could deal with my anger. I'm seeing miracles. If you're holding on to something and someone that you're critical of, you need to let him go at the table. Jesus died on the cross. He rose again, and he sits at the right hand of the Father because his work is finished, and we're called to be the salt and light. Let us do that as we come. Let's pray. Jesus, as we come to the table, we ask, Lord, that we would not judge incorrectly, but, God, that we would be winsome. Lord, that we'd be ready to give an account but God, may we be rooted in love so that our salt and light, as it's rejected, we move on, and as it's accepted, we celebrate. So we appreciate it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.